The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. From the old National Bank State Street studio, you're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. WSHE. HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. He's Matt Eberflus. How about late in the game? So Detroit's driving. They get the first and goal situation from the one. And you guys call the time out there. There uh, are some of us who wonder, hey, what about letting them scramble, get up to the line of scrimmage, use it down to clock it. You sort of settled them down. Is there any reluctance to use a timeout in that position for you? Uh, no, that was the best chance to give us a chance to uh, you know to have a rebuttal, um, and we didn't get that done. But uh, that's why we called the timeout there. My question was, you know, you could stop them and and turn them away, and then as I've done so much stopping in the last four minutes, I, 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 I'll plead my case. I, I, I on social media, people were going after me saying I, I just felt there was very little time to make a a comeback there. By the way, the Holiday Parody Song Contest is open. We have a couple to debut today. Nice. We'll do that at like 3.30. You can enter. We're getting down to it. So, like, this is Thanksgiving week. And then uh, the deadline is December 8th. So a few more weeks here. Get them in. A lot of more material. There's now the Detroit oh, it game. It never ends. I mean, this is now. It never ends. So get your uh, Holiday Parody songs in at ESPNParody.com. We're giving away a year's supply of groceries to Jewel Osco. You'll also get an American Sale gift card. Uh, again, ESPNParody.com. And it's all presented by Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's also brought to you by Jewel Osco, American Sale, 19 Crimes Wine, and Country Thunder. Country Thunder's been yeah. at it. That's Should great. Go glamping. Yeah, why not? Set up shop up there for like two or three days. That's glamorous camping. Yes. yes. That's yes. where the that's term glamping yes. comes from. Yes, that's what the kids call it, glamping. Uh, our uh, holiday party, put this in your phone, on your calendar, however you keep your dates. December 15th, Bub City, Rosemont. So we'll have like the finalists perform. We'll, we'll be spreading the holiday cheer. It's always a fabulous time. It is. And Bub City, one of our favorite spots in Rosemont. Yeah. Bub City, Rosemont, December 15th. Okay, so this was my case. It was 20. I think they, they called the timeout with 29 seconds. Yes? Uh, timeout with 31 seconds. 31 seconds timeout number one, it says here. Okay. So the clock was running when they got down to the one. I thought that if you don't call a timeout there, Detroit is scrambling to either get lined up and run a play. They had no timeouts left. Or they're scrambling to get up to the line of scrimmage and they clock the football. And a lot can happen there. You can have a false start, as Yurko mentioned, and that could back you up five yards just trying to scramble. Even if you don't, even if they run up to the line, more seconds run off the clock and you clock the football and now it's second down. What do you want to settle on? 23 seconds by the time you run, you settle in and you clock the football? Is that fair? Before they are going to, I don't think they're going to clock the football. You don't I think, think they're so? going to run a play. You, you think they're going to run a play? Yeah. I mean, this is the second ranked offense in the league. They're fourth in rush, 
fourth and pass. Now they got to get that takes a long time to get at the call in. Yeah. Everyone settled in. I don't know that they burn it down there. Okay, so if they, they again, I don't know though. You're I don't asking. Know. You're at, like I'd rather take my shot with my defense getting lined up. Look, the timeout certainly didn't help you, and and, and this wasn't in hindsight. I just wanted. To me, I thought with them not having a timeout, if my thought was if they run up and clock it, it's now second down and 23 seconds left. Now on second down, are they going to run the football? Because if they do and they get turned away, now you're on top of their running back and now they're scrambling to run another play. Are they going to clock it there for one more play to stop the clock? Or are things going to be a rush to now throw a play. Like, to me, on second down, instead of first and goal, they have less options to do with no timeouts left. What you did is you called the timeout, you let Ben Johnson go through his Rolodex of plays and deciding to come up with, and then if they didn't pick it up there on first down on the run play where you where they scored... Now they could have clocked it on second down, and they have still two more plays to run without a use of a timeout. So by giving them four downs, I just thought at that point right there, 29 seconds isn't enough time to rebut, as as Coach Eberflew said, to go down to the field and score. Um, I would have taken my shot at winning the game by turning them away and by giving them the least chance to do it by hoping they're scrambling with no timeouts, the clock rolling. But again, my social media told me that I was in the minority, that never, a lot of people disagreed with me. social media for common well, sense well, takes. I heard Black today, Black and Yurko did agree with me. You disagreed with me in yeah, real time. Like, uh, Tyler like, disagreed with I, me in real I, time. I thought at the moment it was, I thought it was the right thing. I don't think that this was egregious in any way, shape, or form. I would have chosen what they did because what is most likely to happen? This is a really good defense with a veteran quarterback and an excellent play caller. I don't think they're panicking with 30 seconds first and in, in half a yard to but the end But it's that 30 seconds of when they ran the play. It was 30 seconds when they called the timeout. Yeah, but I don't but think by that... by the time they would have gotten set that's three and run plays, the play... That's three plays for them. Like, I don't think that they're well, What kind of plays? That. Again, they're a very efficient offense, which I thought at that point it's much more likely they're getting in than I'm stopping. If you're running the ball and you stop them once, that could end the game or at least oh, make them scramble. It's not going to end the game. Or, well, but, but again... Maybe they miss snap the ball. Maybe they have a false start and you back them up five more yards yeah. because they're rushing. Like you took the you took the hurry up out of their hands and they could just settle in to first and goal and say, Okay, we're calm, we're gonna get the play call. We wanna rebut with twenty nine seconds left. I actually if I'm rolling the rolling the dice there, I'll roll the dice on hopefully having what 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 was it? 24, 25 seconds and trying to get in field goal range for my, my field goal kicker. Like, that was really it's, – it, these are two bad choices, by the way. There's no really good choice here in my estimation. So what I'm thinking now is, is i got to choose between giving my offense an opportunity to do something that's somewhat unlikely – Versus allowing my defense to try to do something but that's you, somewhat you unlikely. you needed more than a field goal. You needed, you needed a, t- a field goal to tie. It was – 
So all you right. needed was they had a three-point lead after they scored. Right. So I needed to get to... Like, I, I try to stop them to win the game. Like, we always talk about going for it. I'm, I'm making them dictate it. I'm putting the onus on them to not stop the game. And I'm making things as hard on them as possible. I, you're already thinking about giving up the touchdown. This isn't like they're trailing by three and you're letting them score or whatever or, or something like that. Yeah. You're, you're, you're already surrendering when a stop wins the game. Not one stop wins the game. You've got no, 29 no, seconds left. No, no, a stop at the goal line. A stop at the goal line. Yeah, but you got to stop them three times. Right, right. You stop them. Well, I'll take my, but, but, I'll but, take my chances with no my time offense. Out. But, but you're, you're already thinking about losing on the goal line yes, at the one. Because that's most likely going to happen. What are the odds of a team not getting the ball over on first and a half a yard with a team uh, like this? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I certainly... I would have taken. I would have. You chose like, to play again, the like, game right, with their defense. I would have chosen yeah. to try and, and finish the game with my offense. That's the only difference. I thought you just totally calmed everything for them. I, yeah, but I don't think that that team needed to be calmed. They were in their own building. They're an efficient offense. They're rolling right now. I don't but think that they strategically it makes them easier. You're giving them a full set of downs. I, all I want is to get the ball back as soon as possible to try to do something on my own. That's just the route I would have taken. I would have chosen my offense versus my defense at that point. So should you have let them score earlier then, like well, other no, people were saying? Well, no, because if you follow the how the, the, the drive unfolded, I don't. And, and calling timeouts earlier really, I don't think, really would have worked either. Because if you follow what happened in the entire drive, look, they found themselves in a really uncomfortable spot because they couldn't slow down the Lions. So now all of a sudden, after letting the Lions take the ball, Jesus, where did they get the ball? The 27? They took the ball all the way from the 27 down to my half-yard line. Now, all of a sudden, I'm going to make a stand. And you knew I'll take a chance with my offense. uh, That's all I'm saying. That's what I would have done. Right. I I understand that they, they they did take it right down on you. But, again, the clock is your friend at that point, not your enemy. With them having no timeouts, make them run up and clock the football. Maybe they make a mistake. Maybe they mishandle yeah. a snap. Look again. I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're 100 percent wrong. I just I did when it happened. What I was thinking about is let's have as much time humanly possible on the clock so Justin in this offense could potentially get Cairo Santos in field goal range. Aaron and Roselle, you're yeah, on ESPN 1000. What's up, Aaron? Hey, yeah, uh, I thought it was ridiculous that they called the timeout. Uh, I, I agree with Waddle. About the prevent defense, that's ridiculous too. That was the two biggest errors. Uh, you know, ever since Wanstead, every coach of the Bears has used the prevent defense once we're winning in the fourth quarter, and it never wins. And this is not a sports. This is more of a philosophical question. If you're if you're doing defense and your defense is working the whole game, why would you change? I don't know. I mean, it's a good question. Why? I don't know why. I don't I know want why. to get a coach in here who doesn't use the prevent defense, period. Even Lovey Smith used it. I don't I know. It, it's so Falcons, weird. Matt Ryan coming back with the prevent defense and being so irate. Like, do what, you, do what you did to get to that point. And, like, the prevent, like, it, it's the oldest cliche there is. The prevent defense prevents you from winning games. Like, why don't, why don't they realize that? I don't know. It's... And, and look, you've got to understand, this is player awareness as well. You can't blow coverage. You've got to keep guys in bounds, and you've got to tackle. Like, I mean, 
just like everybody lost their brain, their football brain. <laughs> Phil in Park Ridge, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Phil? Hey, it's Bill, but thank you guys for taking my call. Bill? It's, it's Bill? It's Bill, yep. What's up, Billy? Hey, you know, I got a couple points. Um, I'm, I'm glad we got the Vikings coming up next week because uh, it'll hopefully put some of this talk to rest. It's just there's there's so much, seems like there's so much hurt in everybody's voices now than there was anger like a couple weeks ago. Um, and how bad, is the but, Vikings going to make us feel any better, Phil? Bill, I mean, it's not. It's just I'm, I mean, oh, okay. you know, we can. We We're can just moving on and having Thanksgiving. And yeah, I get you. <laughs> Week we from tonight, the, the entire country want, gets the yeah. entire country gets our game again. We we can uh, we can drown our sorrows in turkey legs and uh, and wait for our after the bye week and resettle. But I had a couple points here. One 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 of which was the first one was I I I seen this to to see like uh linebackers um corners stuff like that lined up really deep um on our blitzes um late in the uh in the game and i'm wondering um your thoughts on that like you know these guys are barely even getting across the line of scrimmage. No, i think i think your coach talked about it with carmen today like there was one yeah. play i think where sanborn and gordon blitzed and by the time they even got close to where the pocket was the ball had been gone yeah. for a second yeah, but that happened a couple times, and I was like, I, I uh, you know, I made mention of the people that I was in the room with, and I was like, is anybody else seeing this, or am I, like, seeing things? And, and the other thing was, did you guys notice that maybe Fields had a lot of time in the pocket pretty much the whole game, but after going into the second half, the run game was literally shut down. I mean, like, we were, you know, running for maybe one or two yards a lot of the time in the second half. But Fields still seem to have a lot of time in the pocket, so I'm wondering what was what your thoughts are with the offensive line. Like they weren't obviously weren't tired because he still had time, but why was our run game getting shut down so quickly? Waddle, did you think I, too? I thought the run game was was obviously was it was bolstered by Justin had over a hundred yards rushing. I, I thought what got, what hurt them in the run game with the running backs was every time Deontay Foreman would carry the ball and get a gain, he would he come hurt. up limping. Yeah. You know, like, he came in with a bad ankle, I think it was, and it seemed like he was banged up the entire game. I thought at one time it looked like his arm or his shoulder was hurt, and then he would, go, after every good run, he would be yeah. lying on the, on the carpet, and I thought he was having way more success than Herbert was. Yeah, I like Foreman. I've always liked Foreman, and I, I would not be taking carries away from him. Uh, I just think he's a harder runner than the other guys they have. I thought the offensive line played well throughout the course of the game. The, the lines do not get to the quarterback very frequently. They got into him, you know, a couple of times, and especially on the final play of the game. But for the most part, I thought the offensive line looked like they did more than an adequate job. Jeff and Morris, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jeff? Hey, guys. How's it going? We're good. So, yeah, I was so pumped up Saturday night. First time I've ever seen it. I watched Brian's song, uh, uh, a remake of it, and, I, and just... It got me just in the zone, and I'm thinking big game, um, and what what a letdown. Um, but Justin Fields, uh, he delivered. Uh, I believe all my heart, he's the guy. I still don't think we have enough weapons around him. I know you guys said a couple of weeks ago, no excuses, but look at Tyler Scott doesn't uh, come up with the ball. Our running back situation, you say you know Foreman's okay, dude, but look at our backs compared to the Lions' backs. Night and day difference. I mean, you know, 
we need more playmakers like that, like a Bijan, like a uh, Saquon, someone that's going to just take a even that much more pressure off Justin Fields. You know, there's a couple of really good backs coming out of the college. One plays for the coach that I want to be coaching the Bears next year uh, on Michigan. Um, and um, another guy from uh, Wisconsin, Braylon Allen. So they need more weapons. And um, I think Justin's the guy. And, um, and even though they lost this game, okay, I truly believe if with Justin Fields, if you see, he was in the zone, guys. I mean, you've seen the confidence. You've seen the plays he was making. I still think they could run the table. You know, you could, you could run the table with wins, stuff. or run the table by playing every game with wins. With wins, because they should have won that game. And every other team on the schedule this year is not that good. I know the Bears aren't that good, but Justin. Jeff, Justin you realize Fields, Jeff, Jeff, no, they've Jeff, never won two in a row. Never won two, they haven't won two in a row. Well, since you know what? 20... You got to start somewhere. Okay. All right. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. That's fair. So, I mean, it, there's, uh, there's no line there. there. What are we no getting, Jeff? If they run the table, what are we getting, Jeff? What does Jeff got? If they run uh, the table. You know what? Uh, uh, you probably give me, give me the a same coach coming back next year. Is what you're getting. Yeah, you get. You guess get, what you get? You win Matt Eberflus for another year. If they win eight well, football games, no, okay, then, then they need to lose. They need to lose enough for him to be a starter. How about <laughs> that? Well, time out. Well, how many games they have left? Six. Six. And Jeff says they're running the table. They're running the table. Nine and eight may get you a, a wild card spot, Jeff. I mean, come on, but think about it. Look, look at the schedule with the way Justin plays. If you had listen, if you had a good coach like Sean Payton, Andy Reid, John Harbaugh, we Mike Tomlin, but, but you Jeff, win, we you don't we don't have. Andy I know Reed. it, but, but I, I get that. But you win those games. You would have beat the Broncos. Look what, look what uh, Sean Payton's done in Denver. We don't have Sean Coach, Payton. That's why they have to get this I, right I this time. I understand it, but we still got Justin Fields. We had him yesterday and we lost. Fair enough, but you know what? <laughs> that wasn't on him. I didn't blame him. Yeah, yesterday. I'm not blaming him. I think he I, played I very well. Are, but I'm saying we have a chance. With him at helm, we have a chance because they're all winnable games going down the stretch. Okay. They are. I, and all I'm saying We're to your point the table. is if they run the table, you're getting the, you're getting, they're going to run this back with the same group up there. Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, that's like, uh, <laughs> well, it's like, know. you know, pick your poison then. Yeah, I do know. If they win six what in would a you row rather and go have? to the postseason. Would you rather run the table and be a prophet on the Waddle and Sylvie show and have Matt Eberflus come back? Or would you rather be wrong and the Bears go two and four the rest of the way and we make fun of you for the rest of the year and play this call all day, um, but uh, Matt Eberflus doesn't come back? Decisions, decisions. Uh, I just love your optimism. I'm telling you right now, with Justin Fields at quarterback, with this schedule down the stretch, they can win every game. As much as I cannot stand – listen – Iberflus is, you know, he's, he seems like a great guy, but you know what? Some people weren't meant to be head coaches. Vic Fangio, elite defensive coach, not a good head coach. Iberflus could be an elite defensive coach. He's just not a good head coach. But the reason, Justin Fields would be the one to save his job. I thought Iberflus' uh, defense yesterday sort of reminded me of Nagy calling offense, where, like, the game was on the line, his defense wasn't good enough. No. 
You know what I mean? Like, I, as a defensive play caller, he didn't dial up what was right in, in, in crunch well, time. They played All scared. Right, Jeff, they played uh, scared the last three minutes. Well, that, that's on him, too. Like, he got conservative with his play calling, got the prevent defense. Jeff, we got to run, though. Thank you. Thanks for providing some optimism. Way to go, Jeff. I like it. All right, guys. Have, have a good night. Go Bears. Go Bears. Happy Thanksgiving. Do we get another spin? Did you, did you put it I back in mouth bars? I like that it's back. Six wins. Listen, if they get to nine and eight, I think they probably get in, don't they? Like right now, where's. <laughs> you got, really do yeah, the math. Yeah, just for Matt, just for Jeff, rather. Uh, you're going to get two in from the East, the Eagles or the Cowboys. I'll say the Eagles win and the Cowboys get in. The Lions are going to win the division. Somebody's got to win the division in the South. There's not going to be a wild card there. And this San means Francisco. the Vikings are tumbling out of there. Listen, like if we go nine and eight, Jeff, like I'm telling you right now, you are not just in the hunt. You're probably snatching one of these these huh? wild card spots. You're snatching a wild card spot. We're going to snatch a spot. Yes, snatch a spot. It. The Vikings are six and five. If you beat them, they're going to be six and six. They do have a soft schedule, though. The Vikings still have the Raiders, Bengals, and the Packers on their schedule. Don't be killing Jeff's. I'm just five. saying. We're doing the show just for Jeff now, right? Jeff and Morris. Three three two three seven this seven. This is what six. happens. This is what happens. Like right. All right. Uh, we'll debut a holiday parody song coming up. All of your phone calls. At four, we want to read you what Martellus Bennett had to tweet out yesterday. And is he right or wrong about Bears ownership? All that coming up next. It's that time again when we venture deep into the great unknown. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him, and he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything wants to have a Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because you draw from that. It's time to go inside. Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salts. All right. Um, Meller, you're one of these guys that loves these things. Did you see the Fox promotion? I believe for the Thanksgiving Day games, there's going to win. Uh, John Madden obviously was a fixture with Fox and CBS and Thanksgiving. But they're going to do a special, I think, talking to his son. I don't know. Is his widow still around? I'm, I'm, whatever it is. I guess when Daryl Stingley got injured because of the hit, yeah, yeah, yeah. he spent the rest of his life trying to help Daryl Stingley in different ways. I was aware of that, but I didn't I didn't really, know they were doing a special on there it. Was a, there, there was a kind of a trailer for it that, that it, really piqued my interest. Daryl Stingley was paralyzed, correct, correct, from the hit. So for those who don't know, yes. back in the 70s, the early 70s, right? Right. When John Madden was the head coach of the Raiders. Correct. Was he was, from here, too, Stingley? I think I don't he was know. from Illinois, if I'm not mistaken. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think so. But I believe, like, John Madden, as the coach of the team, you know, for the Raiders, I think spent a lot of the rest of his life when he could helping out the Stingley family. Wow. I think that was the essence. Of, I right. saw he, it, Mellon. He was born in Chicago, Sylvia. Yeah. That's what I thought. Daryl Stingley. So, something like, listen, there's a lot of football to watch when it comes to Thanksgiving and a lot of, to be thankful for. And... Uh, that was just, I wanted to bring it to your attention, that that's going to be part of the presentation, I think, and, on Fox. And um, it was, uh, 
Daryl Stingley was a player for the Patriots, Patriots not right. for the Raiders. No, 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 but no. But it yeah. occurred. Uh, John right. Madden was the head coach of the Raiders when Stingley was paralyzed. Was it Tatum, Tatum, Tatum. exactly. Yeah. Uh, his player paralyzed him. Um, but yeah, so it's something to keep an eye out for on on Thursday. Uh, Waddle's World is brought to you by Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit wintrust.com slash find us member FDIC. Let's see if we can find somebody else on the uh, on the caller bank here that uh, thinks the Bears are going to uh, win out. Let's see, Cordell, are the Bears going to win out? <laughs> I mean, of course, as as an optimistic Bears fan, of course you want to think that, but. I mean, the coaching, man, I mean, I know we talk about coaching a lot. And we need an aggressive coach. Yes. To, who are willing, who is willing to take some chances in critical situations. Plain simple. You know what I'm saying? And then um, it's a little frustrating to see how Justin is playing at that time and then to take plays away from him as well. I mean, I think they could have did possibly, you know, I'm not a coach myself, but just thinking like we could have did more of the RPO, maybe even opening up, you know, some screen plays or something like that, possibly to DJ Moore or maybe even Mooney, you know what I'm saying? Just to stay aggressive instead of just letting up on the gas. You know, it's interesting. Um, I, I thought that they should have been more aggressive on fourth and one when they were up nine. They kicked the field goal. Now, that's a numbers conversation. You kick the field goal instead of a touchdown and a field goal that beats you. The opponent has to score two touchdowns. It was fourth and one. You were in Detroit territory. You are controlling the pace of the game. You're controlling the line of scrimmage. You're three and seven. Your quarterback's playing well. That's a moment where I would have pulled to Dan Campbell. And by that, me, I mean I would have gone for it. I get that the numbers, you can make a case. Jeff and I had this conversation earlier. You can make a case that the numbers tell you you have to kick the field goal. That would have been a gut decision by me to continue to be aggressive. That's what I want to see a 3-7 and seven team do when you actually have some momentum. You went to Detroit, and you, you gut-punched them from the opening drive. You were dictating football to them. And I just felt like you stopped dictating dictating the game at at one point. And so you started dicking around. You started dicking around, yeah. Stop dictating, you started dicking. Like I I wrote down I was like that first drive that the Bears ran, like it was they though those first 15, those were glorious. Yeah. And Justin executed like again yeah. it's coaching and it's execution. Always is. All of his throws were right on target. Yeah. The way he throws just on the run, you know, they moved the pocket from play number one. They designed runs, the so, RPOs, the sidearm pass, play four to DJ Moore, completion for a first down to Cole Komet on play five, uh, the rollout to St. Brown for a first down on play six, Foreman a run on play seven, like, and then and setting up, not getting behind the sticks, you yeah, know? And they've had, per- he, Justin's had personal success against the Lions. They don't do nearly as good an, uh, enough job kind of containing the edge. Like you saw, they kept going after 55, whoever 55 is. And every time they'd run that run-pass option, even if there was any doubt, Justin made the right decision because he knew he could get around him. I'll be very interested to see what Brian Flores has in mind yes. on Monday night because I can guarantee you they're not going to let him get to the edge as frequently as the Lions did. So we're now going to have to adjust to what they do. Yep, yep. I got a parody song I want to debut here in a minute. Let me go to Justin LaGrange. What's up, Justin? Hey, what's up, guys? 
Uh, appreciate you guys taking my call. Long time listener, first time caller. Always Ooh. appreciate you. Thank you. All right, all right. This is what I want to say. Uh, man, how, as a coaching staff, do you allow your offense with the game on the line, 30 seconds left, to walk out there defeated already, heads down? Not one coach showed confidence in the offense, said, hey, guys, let's do this. We can do this. But when Tyson Bajan was going out there, not trying to make it a quarterback thing, everybody was happy all the time, no matter what the game score was. But here we got a chance to win, a chance to go down and tie the game up or take the lead, and nobody's happy. Nobody's getting these guys riled up. And that goes back to you, Waldo, saying you don't need uh, Eva Fruits to hype us up or, you know, rah-rah us. Man, we do need that, man. This is Chicago, man. We need that energy, man. That's, when did I say I didn't need Eberflus to? I actually said several weeks ago I would prefer. I, I actually suggested being a meatball that I wanted to see him flip a table, <laughs> which yeah. is which is totally well, not after, kind of a a, a meaningful wait, thing. Justin, your your complaint today is that the coaches didn't show enough positivity on the sideline with 29 seconds left. It wasn't even that. It was like 22 or 23. Well, obviously, we all know, you know, how devastated they were that we gave up the lead. But still, it's, it's a mindset thing. If you don't have that positive thought in your mind that we can do this, what's the point of being there, fellas? Listen, we all sitting down like, okay, we only need three points. Everybody walked out like nobody said, come on, guys, let's go. That's crazy. Are you sure you watched every like? Look, I, I, I people can't used tell to you judge yes this no to too. Because I couldn't but, see. I didn't. I wasn't measure. I was so. I was kicking the wall anyway. I'm sorry. So I didn't. I wasn't looking at the TV to see. I don't know if they showed you any any sideline shot yeah, you, of what was you, going on. You saw all the coaches, and you saw that they were downtrodden and not telling guys, "Let's go. We're let's let's go get this." This is what I saw. I saw the most important guy on the team who handles the ball every play, the quarterback, Justin Fields, not have anyone around him when they showed that the Bears needed to go out there. I seen him put his helmet on, no smile, no vote of confidence, anything, and he walked out. I forget who was the other player right next to him, but they both, nobody trotted on the field or anything. Like we teach kids from day one, jog on and off the field. They walked on. They, they, they basically just dragged onto the field. And so that's what that's what matters. The person who's gonna get us there, nobody he has he's not showing nothing. Nobody's showing nothing to him. He's not showing nothing to us. That's un, that's that's not acceptable. As a fan, I would not accept that. Okay. And we all should be on the same page. Justin, I, I, uh, again, I, you're you have a right to your opinion. I'm not gonna rip you for it. Um, I have so many other complaints, just like another caller said. What was the other caller's complaint again about uh, the coaching on the Tyler Scott play? I have so many other complaints that got me to that point that to worry about what the emotion was after they just gave up the 12-point lead. I can't speak to it because I didn't see yeah. what I, I mean. What he described, I didn't see. I didn't see what kind of interaction was going on on the sideline. My head was probably in my hands at that moment. Like, like, again, I think, too, we've learned through years, whether it's Justin sitting out during a game, whether it's Justin on the field or coaches or Jay in the moment. Be careful to, with the body to, language. To analyze yeah. body language and stuff yeah. like that is sort of stuff that we don't like to get into. Yeah. Um, all right. 
What what do we have here with the? Uh, and I want, I want to continue to take these calls. I want to read some of the Martellus Bennett's t- tweets coming up too. Three three two three seven seven six. It's been an interesting caller day too. It has. Which, which look, we welcome it on Barapi. We call this Barapi. I always tweet that out. Tremendous Land, amount of frustration. Laying on a, on our couch, sad tissues only. No happy tissues. Is no no. I don't want happy tissues. I don't, even know, I don't even know what you're talking about, sir. You don't know what happy tissues are? I don't. Sad tissues only. Only for crying. Okay. Those are the only time the tissues are allowed on this show. What do we, uh, so, uh, All right. The, let's, <laughs> let's, let's stop being gross for a few seconds here. I don't know if... And you should talk out of all the people. You know me. This is this is Jeffrey. Uh, where's Schlereth? I'm seeing the holiday parody Oh, yeah. Where is Schlereth? Where's Schlereth? Oh, Schlereth is right here. He didn't go anywhere. One of the things they say, you can't put two guys in one hole, and there they are right there. See all the guys? <laughs> Stink. We gotta Remember when we called him about Larry Borum pooping his pants? We got to call him about that. We got to call him and ask him, was that done intentionally? Was that done as a double entendre? Was that one that he would like to have back? One of the things they say, you can't put two guys in one hole. What's his wife and his daughter When he winds it up with, one of the things they tell you is. One of the things they say, you can't put two guys in one hole. Done on purpose. What? He had that, he had that. You ready think to it go. was on purpose? Yeah, well, when the way he set it up. That's my point. Right. It's when he says, well, they, say, play that again. One of the things they say, you can't put two guys in one hole, and there they are right there. See all the guys? One of the things they say, who are these these people he, saying that? He, he's setting himself yeah. up. He yeah. knows that that's... It sounds like it was that a in delivery. football, and they say that in... And he knows because he's such a pro, he knows he can get away with yes, it because right. he's talking... I'm, I'm, talking, I'm ball. talking ball. I'm talking ball. <laughs> Get him on the phone. Get, you uh, I know get, we said get you free. Can't, you can't Wait, have two defenders in one gap. I don't want to talk to him about the Bears' offensive line. I want to ask him, was that done? We go way back with Stink. Was that done on purpose? One of the things they say, you can't put two guys in one hole. I think it was. Who are they? You think it's Alex Gibbs he's talking about? I don't know, like um, the old defensive line, co- uh, the O-line, offensive yeah. line coach in Denver, Russ Grimm. Maybe is oh, that was a the statement hogs. that came oh, from, yeah, from sure. Russ Grimm when he was in Washington. Talking know. hogs. All right, what do we got for the <laughs> holiday parody song? We should do one of those uh, holiday parody songs. Um, two guys, one hole. Um, back to being creepy. So you guys talked about remember Michelle Fleischman, Al's daughter, oh, who yeah. submitted a classic parody song contest. Which had all the Twitchers excited, shall we say? Yeah, well, creeping. I don't know if uh, that inspired her or if this was already in the hopper, ready to go. But she submitted a tune to Jingle Bell Rock. Coach Eberflus, coming out of this year, what do you envision for the team in 2024? And you know, it, you know, right? And you know, it, Jingle Bell, what the hell, man? The Bears suck. Nothing has worked, so back up the truck. Stumbling and bumbling, two coaches got canned. This mess is getting out of hand. Jingle Bell, what the hell, fumbled the rock. Players can't hit and players can't block. Hoping and praying at Hallis Hall. It's just bad football. What a sad 
time, cause in prime time, the team's in disarray. In the red zone, on his headphone, Coach Luke Getsy never calls a good play. Ooh, Eberflus is aloof, Ryan pulls too. Let's put them on the clock. Start it all over and rebuild the club. Man, it's tough to watch. Man, I need a scotch. Man, the Bears really suck. And we're excited about this second half. We got some things up our sleeves. We said there's something up your sleeve yesterday. It's good. I did like, I like that. Yeah, yeah, very enjoyable. I had yes. a smile on my face the entire yes, time. Yes, it was very soothing. Yes. I was a little surprised by the burp. Okay, but you like but a I burp. Got a problem with you that. always say if you throw in a burp or a fart, you're yeah, good. Absolutely, I think she was she was relying on that statement I made in the past. I think we have like three that we love so far. I think isn't that one that we love? I or like you, that a lot. Oh, you like it? Yeah, you're in like with that. Not yeah, in love. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, you can't, can't fall in and out of love okay. every day. I do. That's how I used to work. One of the things they say, you can't put two guys in one hole. Did you tax him yet? Have you ever? No, you one second. No, that, what? Tyler's, he's in his head like, how do I but phrase do I this? Phrase no, this? you know you you could be honest with him. We we want to call him. Just pick Just up the phone him, and call say, him. Say, Why silly, don't tell me another question Silly wants you. to ask him a dirty question. Yeah, we've and we've. I have followed Slara too. You know he knows that. Like he's not going to. He knows that people have responded to this. You We're think so? The, of course. Yeah, he's gotten We're t- not the only smart guys out there. <laughs> you think we're the only we're, ones no, with a funny that, well, bone? We are definitely not the only smart guys. I would even call us smart guys. I'm I just saying, like, you know what? Like, we're not the only guys out there with a football funny bone. All right. Uh, more of your calls. 312-332-3776. Do we have another one to debut? Two? There's another one, yeah. Okay. Is it worth playing? Oh, we, we could save it for a little later. Okay. Well, that, that wasn't an endorsement. Um, and then uh, Martellus Bennett thinks he knows what's wrong with the Bears. We'll read you his tweets at four. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. And there ends that streak, Jason. McKee uh, of lack of sacks on Jason yeah, uh, Goff or Huge Jared Goff. Shout out to uh, Jason Goff, who's got both post game and uh, the pregame today on NBC Sports Chicago. And Jared Goff too, yeah. who was the quarterback of the Lions. Jason and 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 the guys do a fantastic job. They've had their hands full trying to describe some of what we've seen. This year. Bulls PR have had their hands full, too. That's true. Yeah. That is true as well. Uh, what did you make of that really quick? I thought it was unprofessional of Zach to do what he did. There's no excuse for it. For those who missed it, I Wasn't noticed a miscommunication. It, we both noticed it, it in live. real time. This I was, saw it live and was like, wow, that's that's unprofessional. So uh, this was Saturday night. This was the Heat game. They come back from that deficit. Like, they... I mean, they're down every game, so they what came was it, back twenty-four to one or something like that. Twenty-two to one, I think. And uh, they came back and they won, uh, and and they're all celebrating. They're like, they finally won. They could have gone to I think four and ten, and, and they finally got off to a slow start, rallied back, and actually sealed the deal because they'd done that right, twice they, previously against the Magic, but lost. Right, they came back both times. It would have been a bad enough look. For Zach just to walk off the floor, 
when all of his other teammates are celebrating with each other. Like, yeah. they, it, we won a game. So he's walking off, not celebrating with his team, because, of course, he didn't have a good game personally, and he didn't get a shot down the stretch. That that was DeMar. Um, and then, so, I guess it was planned pregame that he was going to go on with the flagship. I don't know, TV or radio. But, so the the PR person is reaching out to, to tell him, hey, you got to go on. And he brushed her off and gave her, like, a... An arm wave and, and sort of give her a little push, push away. And cameras caught that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, first and foremost, this is part of your responsibility, especially as a max player, right? When the flagship wants to talk to you to celebrate a victory, this is part of the job description. Yeah. You're the, you, you should be one of the leaders of the team. Yes. You should be a role model. You've got to, you, again, like that, that he is heavy that wears the crown. That, that that phrase again. They all want it. They all want to be the highest paid guy. Nobody likes with the responsibility that it comes with. Nobody likes that. So they shot the hell out of the three in the final quarter. That's what they ended up. Yeah, that's yeah, why they like, won. like well, where are you with your teammates? Yeah, it is a disaster. And I, I want to. By the way, I saw a picture. I was telling you at the break. Somebody put it out on Twitter that like the building looked half full. What is it on Saturday I, night leading into the Miami game? Yeah, I mean, maybe, I would expect that to be the case. Up, but the picture I saw on Twitter was was pretty uh, telling that folks aren't happy. Weird schedule. After they played two games at home against Orlando, they have two. The second game in a row against the Heat tonight at, at the is this UC. tournament game. It's not a tournament. Not a game. tournament. No. Uh-uh. Are they in the same? I don't believe it's a tournament. Game. Is the, uh, only t- Tuesdays and Fridays are your tournament okay. season tournament yeah. games. Well, you know, see, Brooklyn's that's how close in their pod. It. I think the Celtics are in their pod. <sighs> Orlando. Uh, all right, uh, they basically buried themselves in that tournament too. As the right and, and the NBA season, they've heard okay. themselves. All right, uh, more of your Bears calls coming up. Martell, uh, Martellus Bennett was right and he was wrong. At least the way I, I think. I'm, I'm interested to hear what Waddle thinks. We'll read what he had to say about why the Bears are bad. He's a former Bear who had a lot of thoughts. He always has a lot of thoughts. We'll read all of his tweets and we'll analyze coming up next.